Item Number SCP-3092 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures SCP-3092 is to be contained in an empty room equipped with a single compatible power outlet. It is not to be plugged in or stocked with toys unless being actively tested. Testing with SCP-3092 must be pre-approved by at least one Level 3 staff member and at least one Foundation agent armed with a Net Launcher Mock Tranquilizer Rifle. See Addendum 3092-1 and –2 must be present in order to subdue and contain the resulting SCP-3092-A instance. SCP-3092-A instances are to be contained individually in a standard containment kennel modified with two additional locks, at least one of which should be biometrically operated, in order to prevent further containment breaches. They are to be provided amenities in exchange for compliant behavior, but none that could serve as tools or aids in their escape attempt. Should one or more SCP-3092-A instances successfully escape containment, a team of agents armed with net launchers, mock tranquilizer rifles, see addendum 3092-01-02, should sweep the site until they are recontained, and all personnel should be notified of the situation, be aware of their surroundings, and report any suspicious activity of SCP-3092-A attacks immediately. No plush toys are permitted within 200 meters of any SCP-3092-A instance outside of testing purposes. Description SCP-3092 is a black tie, toy-branded arcade claw machine measuring 1.8 meters tall, 0.8 meters wide, and 0.9 meters deep, with a weight of approximately 144 kilograms while unstocked. The machine's body and all mechanical parts are all non-anomalous in nature, primarily composed of steel, plastic, and various electronics, all possessing wear and tear consistent with multiple years of regular use. Investigation has revealed that SCP-3092 was in usage for seven years prior to its anomalous properties surfacing. When provided power and coins of valid U.S. currency, SCP-3092 may be operated as is standard for commercially available claw machines. Its anomalous properties only activate after an operator has successfully picked up one or more plush toys with the toy claw and deposited them into SCP-3092's prize chute. At this point, the respective plush toy will immediately transform into an instance of SCP-3092-A. SCP-3092-A instances are a cotton-stuffed felt plush gorilla, possessing no identifiable tags or logos, sitting roughly 0.3 meters tall and weighing roughly 0.4 kilograms. They are sapient, communicative. All SCP-3092-A instances identified have been fluent in English, and capable of sight, hearing, touch, and ambulation of all four limbs. Additionally, they possess notable manual dexterity despite seeming the lack of distinct digits and relevant muscular structures. Outside of this, all instances are conventional plush toys, lacking any biological components. SCP-3092-A instances are remarkably proficient in various activities relating to guerrilla warfare, such as stealth, weapon improvisation, trap settings, and the maintenance and usage of a variety of small arms. They also appear to possess ideologies. 
cruelly resembling various real and fictional guerrilla rebel groups. They are capable of developing and staging complex plans, individually or as groups, and regularly attempt containment breach, with limited success. However, thus far, all SCP-3092-A instances appear to have been intended to annoy or inconvenience rather than cause legitimate damage to its targets. All weapons employed by SCP-3092-A instances are non-lethal in nature, causing only minor injuries. Opportunities to cause severe damage to Foundation assets, such as through arson or the containment breach of other SCP objects, have been ignored in favor of more superficial attacks. Attempts to question SCP-3092-A instances on the subject have failed, with all instances insisting that their attacks are massively damaging with many casualties. Implements and tactics frequently used include slingshots, small catapults, trip hazards, see addendum 3092-3, graffiti, glitter bombs, and buckets or canisters of various liquids placed atop partially open doors. All instances of SCP-3092-A instances created by SCP-3092 have thus far possessed distinct personalities, beliefs, objectives, and identities. However, when an instance of SCP-3092 comes into direct contact with a non-anomalous plush toy, that plush toy will immediately be transformed into an identical instance of SCP-3092-A, with a similar baseline personality, ideology, and behavioral patterns, similar to the SCP-3092-A instance from which it was created. SCP-3092-A instances appear to be aware of this property, and will attempt to make use of it in order to bolster the numbers. Many instances will, after being created, attempting to re-enter SCP-3092 in order to convert any applicable toys remaining inside. SCP-3092-A instances can be ripped, torn, or otherwise damaged with no greater difficulty than a conventional plush toy. Reactions to damage have been universally and melodramatically negative, with instances typically expressing hyperbolic pain over even the most superficial damage. Severe injuries, such as deep punctures or tears to the torso, detachment of limbs, or decapitation will result in death, with instances falling on the ground and ceasing to move, typically after a long period of exaggerated expression of pain. However, in cases of less severe and complete elaceration, instances appear to only be playing dead, as repeated disturbance of the corpse will result in them briefly returning to activity and requesting that this disturbance stop as they are out of the game. Due to this information, as well as SCP-3092-A's lack of nervous system, it is not currently believed that they actually feel pain. Repair of damages to SCP-3092-A instances through conventional stitching, patching, and restuffing is typically sufficient to alleviate instances expressed pain and death states, and is interpreted to them as medical attention. Currently, 23 instances of SCP-3092-A are in containment by the Foundation. Recovery SCP-3092 was retrieved on May 3rd, 2000 from family restaurant in Arcade in Wyoming. After animal control officers responded to a call noting anomalous activity, 
Upon Foundation agents' arrival at the scene, it is believed that 21 SCP-3092-8 instances had been created through both SCP-3092 and their own duplication properties, and restaurant facilities were considerably defaced. After killing several aggressive instances with small arms fire, the remaining instances surrendered to the Foundation officials and were contained along with SCP-3092 after it was determined to be the source of the anomalous activity. Civilians present were amnesticized and a cover story of an escaped pet chimpanzee was distributed. Addendum 3092-01 On May 18th, 20... One SCP-3092-8 instance initiated a containment breach and fled via an adjacent hallway. Agent Megan Cho, noticing this activity while standing guard outside of SCP containment chamber, fired on the instance with the tranquilized rifle that she was armed with. Curiously, the subject appeared to pass out, falling on the ground and ceasing all functions beside occasionally twitching and mock snoring. SCP-3092-8 instances are not otherwise noted to possess regular sleep cycles. Subject was recontained without incidents and awoke several hours later. Due to increased effectiveness and lower risk over the net launchers or firearms, it is recommended that Foundation agents use tranquilizer weapons in the recontainment of SCP-3092-8 instances in the future. Addendum 3092-02 After testing, it has been determined that any weapon firing a feather-tipped pneumatic dart is sufficient to induce a sleep state into SCP-3092-A regardless of whether the said dart is actually loaded with tranquilizers. Like the aforementioned death state, it is believed that the sleep state is performative on SCP-3092-A's heart. To minimize the potential for collateral damage to Foundation personnel, mock tranquilizer rifles should be used in place of actual tranquilizers. Addendum 3092-03 On June 9th, 2000 Two SCP-3092-8 instances simultaneously escaped containment and fled through the building's ventilation system, before setting up a tripwire in the office of Dr. Martin Helmer, intending for him to trip and fall and land face-first on a pillow with a crude insult written on it. Dr. Helmer tripped, fell, hit his shoulder against the bookshelf, and suffered a fractured collarbone an injury much more severe than any intended by the prior SCP-3092-A containment breaches. Upon discovery of this, both instances immediately expressed remorse, informed other Foundation officials of the situation, and were compliant in recontainment. Investigation revealed later that several amenities within these instances' cells had been converted into gifts with apology cards intended for Dr. Helmer. Further breaches of SCP-3092-A instances have not been noted to employ the trip hazard trap of any type. <laughs>